Hello, my name is Ben Grant. I'm a lecturer in English Literature at the Department for Continuing Education here at the University of Oxford. This is a job I started in 2018. Actually, this, this was a return uh, to Oxford for me as I'd studied uh, here in the early 1990s. I started a degree in biochemistry and the college I studied in was uh, Trinity College, uh, which is where we are now. It's a rather grand college and one of the oldest ones. We are here in front of the imposing front gates of the college in Broad Street, which is right at the heart of Oxford, and we're not far from the Bodleian Library. We're here because the person I'd like to talk about also studied at Trinity College, and I actually wrote a book about him, uh, though I started that work before I realised we'd been to the same college. His name is Richard Francis Burton, and he was one of those larger-than-life Victorians. He worked as a spy in British India, and he became famous as an explorer and a translator. He was also one of the foremost, if not the foremost, linguists of his day. He's reported to have known 27 languages. But before all that, he'd spent his childhood uh, on the continent, particularly in France and Italy, in expatriate British communities. So when he arrived in Oxford in 1840, at the age of 19, he'd actually spent very little of his life in Britain. Picture the scene then. Burton walks up to Trinity College gates on his first day, sporting a magnificent moustache, which was all the rage in Europe, but which would have been considered outlandish in Britain. As he steps through the college entrance, he bumps into a group of fellow students, and one of them laughs in his face, taken aback by his outlandish appearance. Burton promptly challenges this person, whom he describes as tall, uh, to a duel, and this is met with astonishment by the other student for whom duels were then only something to be found in history books and novels, though they were still in vogue in Europe. I've taken the time to describe this scene because I think it encapsulates a great deal about Burton's experience of Oxford and indeed of, of English society uh, more broadly. Despite working for the British government and British institutions throughout his life, Burton always remained something of an outsider in Britain, and he spent very little of his life there. And this status of being different was something which Burton himself actively cultivated. And I suppose the most obvious expression of this is his famous uh, journey to the Muslim holy sites of Mecca and Medina, disguised as a Muslim, and his uh, frequent praise for aspects of Islamic culture. But it should be said, though, that Burton combined this, this obvious interest in other cultures, and he was very curious about other places and people, with a really very extreme uh, form of racism, particularly towards Africans. Well, going back to Burton's time in Oxford, although, as I said, he was already at that uh, time a consummate linguist and he, he spoke numerous European languages, he wasn't able to develop those skills in Oxford. Like his moustache, he found his European pronunciation of Greek and Latin was laughed at by his tutors. And when he tried to learn Arabic, he couldn't find anyone to teach him. Although Oxford prides itself on having had an Arabic professor since 1636, the holder of this post in 1840 wasn't really much of an Arabic scholar, and he refused to give Burton individual tuition. So Burton really struggled to, to learn Arabic on his own. Well, after his first year at Oxford, Burton decided he'd had enough, and he declared to his family that he wanted to leave and join the army, or to emigrate uh, to Canada, Australia. However, his father was having none of this, so Burton contrived instead to have himself expelled. And he managed to do this eventually when he went to a horse race, which Trinity students had been uh, prohibited from attending. And in typical Burton style, his leaving Trinity and Oxford was as theatrical as his arrival there. 
a friend from another college who'd been expelled at the same time came to pick Burton up from the college doors. And I'll quote Burton himself on what happened next. With a cantering leader and a high-trotting shaft horse, which unfortunately, unfortunately went over the beds of the best flowers, we started from the high street by the Queen's Highway to London. I artistically performing upon a yard of tin trumpet, waving adieu to my friends and kissing my hand to the pretty shop girls. Well, after leaving Oxford, Burton ended up taking up a commission in the East India Company Army uh, in British India. And the rest, as they say, is history. I should say, just to finish, that I, like Burton, also left Trinity without completing my degree there, though not, unfortunately, in as spectacular style as him.